Hey there, everyone. Before we start the show, we here at Popcorn for Dinner want to give a big shout out to our good friend and illustrator, Kyle Kedzik, for helping us celebrate making it to 40 episodes with some uh, brand new custom artwork, which is now up on all of our social media accounts. We love it. We hope you love it. And if you're looking for some new custom artwork for your business or project, you can look him up on Facebook at Kyle Kedzik or even drop him a line at kylekedzik at gmail.com. That's K-Y-L-E-K-E-D-Z-U-C-H at gmail.com. dinner this is jeff and kelly ensemble movie month moves into week two with a movie that i know the both of us have mm -hmm. been waiting to see for quite a while essentially since the first trailer was released yeah and i don't even recall exactly what exactly happened you know in terms <laughs> of not going to see it and then you know we started doing this and we were like oh well we should hold on to it for an episode at some point and mm -hmm. then it just kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed and finally it's like okay here we go yes now is the time <laughs> finally we're gonna do it and it's perfect for ensemble movie month because There's god so damn what an ensemble <laughs> this movie has and they're all fantastic <laughs> oh yeah and so really truthfully we need to just dive right into this son of a bitch mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so the movie that we watched for this week is the 2019 American mystery film, Knives Out. Directed by Ryan Johnson, the second movie we've done directed by Ryan Johnson, because he also did The Last Jedi <laughs> that we watched all those ages ago. Mm -hmm. um, and starring just a fucking murderer's row. I mean, I'm just going to go down the list uh, on here and we'll, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> pick it apart in terms of how much we love them or how much whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so starting off, Daniel Craig. Oh. God damn. Uh, I am such a sucker for Daniel Craig. Yeah, it's, he's he's amazing. And really, I, I truthfully only started paying attention to him because of Bond. Right. You know, I yeah. didn't know who he was before that. I know mm -hmm. he, he did movies before that that were really, you know, critically acclaimed or whatever. Never had seen him in any of them. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> so seeing him in Bond was like, holy shit, look at this dude. Mm -hmm. And then ever since then, it's been like, all right, I'm down. Yeah. This dude rocks. And uh, holy shit, does he bring it in this movie? Yeah, he does. He gets uh, something that uh, we'll talk about it later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he gets, I, I hesitate to even call it a great moment because it is like basically the last like 30 minutes of the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not a moment at all. It's like the whole fucking thing. But holy shit. He Daniel has, Craig. He has a fantastic story arc, essentially. Yes. And, and not just that, but like the ridiculousness of his character. Mm -hmm. You know, Benoit Blanc, uh, the private Blanc. detective. Blanc, yes. <laughs> Benoit Blanc uh, with his like crawdad eaten accent oh my god i loved it <laughs> it was like i hadn't watched the trailer for a long long time mm -hmm. and so i had a few things that were still in there 
like the knife thing, you know, the whole yeah, big yeah. knife circle thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, a, a general a smattering of the other actors that were in it. Yeah. Uh, and I knew that he did an accent, but totally had forgotten how like hilarious <laughs> it is, you know, because it's like it's not like great in terms yeah. of like super authentic or like really believing like this guy mm-hmm. grew up talking like this like i don't know maybe it's because i know he's british <laughs> that it that it leads itself to that but it's still it's just like god it's so perfect though like with for the like pulpy mm-hmm. sort of like i'm almost surprised they didn't call it a comedy Right. On this page where it's like I, I was debating about it afterwards. I was like, would I consider this a comedy? Like it's I mean, there's so much that's funny about it. And it's and it's built in in such a way mm-hmm. like there's so many cuts in this movie that are just perfect. Yeah. From one thing to the next to get a laugh. But they're not simple, like set up payoff jokes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. I It was really <laughs> funny. Uh, but Benoit Blanc. He will be the centerpiece of two sequels. Like they're they're doing sequels to Knives Out. Netflix has ponied up the money for it. Okay. To be written and directed by Ryan Johnson, so you're not even watering that down. Okay. And it's like the series is Benoit Blanc. You know what I mean? Like it's not a continuation of this family <laughs> or this specific mystery. Yeah, it's a it's new... his next mystery. Oh, right. That's exciting. Yeah, super exciting. And he's so perfect in it that it's like I absolutely could see it. Yeah, hundred percent. There's not a, there's not a doubt in the world that like, well, if you don't have the other people, like, no. I don't know. It's like no, you just get another stellar casting. So <laughs> super excited for that. Daniel Craig, fucking amazing. Next on the list, Chris Evans. Oh. God damn. Like, I know that you're not a Marvel person. No. So you haven't watched, you know, his Captain America and all that. But, right. like, that I, Captain America. I did Amer- see Not Another Teen Movie. Right. And that that was obviously pre, pre-Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was him before he became, like, the leading guy. Like, yeah. he was playing the, like, parody of the leading guy yeah. in that movie. And it's like, then he eventually became the actual leading guy. Yeah. Uh, but seeing him play essentially a boy scout for like a decade and a half of Mm -hmm. being Captain America and all that. And just how like goody two shoes he is. (laughs) It seems like he fucking tore into this role of being like, Oh my God, I get to play the biggest asshole in a family of assholes. Holy shit. And he (laughs) takes it and runs with it. Yeah, he does. Oh Oh my goodness. Like Like, the, the bit in the trailer, you know, the eat shit, eat shit, eat shit. That's fantastic. (laughs) But it's not even my favorite bit of his. There's there's another line in the movie that is just so killer and Mm -hmm. like, Oh, he's so good. Uh, but fucking hell, Chris Evans. Yes. I, I knew that, you know, he was good. It was never a case of like, oh, pretty boy Chris Evans. He probably can <laughs> act. You know what I mean? Like, nah, yeah. he, he clearly can. He just, you know, has chosen to be <laughs> Captain America forever. And, and make billions of dollars from it, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, probably. But like, now that's over. His Captain America is donezo. So okay. he's out of those movies. So now so, he gets to go be an actor? Yeah, right? He gets Aww, to go do some more yay. fun some more fun stuff. <laughs> uh, but holy shit, Chris Evans. Uh, we have a popcorn for dinner alumnus that I had forgotten about in Ana de Armas, who plays Marta. She yeah. is um, Miles Teller's girlfriend in War Dogs. Oh, 
I think her name was Iz. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So I honestly didn't even recognize her. I was yeah. just like, oh, 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 look at that. Look at her. Actually, I know a lot of, well, maybe not a lot, but she will be recognized for uh, the TV show 13 Reasons Why. Oh, okay. I was going to say she's she's in the new Bond movie. Oh, nice. Because she worked so well with Daniel Craig that they were like, let's, yeah, we should do this. This is amazing. That is, that is awesome. Uh, and it's so funny, too, because, like, she winds up being, like, the main character of the movie. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Not really knowing that ahead of time, especially because the trailers really don't spell that out at all. Yeah. She's just kind of there in amidst all of these other people. Like, when you look at the list and it's like, oh, yeah, Anna de Armas, yeah, maybe she's been in some stuff and she's a little more, like, recent, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, like, she is possibly the bottom of the barrel of this ensemble, which oh, yeah. is wild that she's the bottom of the barrel because yeah. she's not at all, yeah. you know, all that low down. So it's kind of wild, like, how many fucking people <laughs> are in this movie, <laughs> including Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Holy shit. I mean, barely anything else needs to be said because she's basically always amazing. Mm -hmm. I love Jamie Lee Curtis so I, much. I am so excited to see her play Tannis in the Borderlands movie. I'll bet you that will be the best part. It, it, it probably will. I have, I'm holding out a little bit of hope. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what the trailer looks like mm -hmm. and then you can make a, a real decision yeah. on whether it's going to piss you off or not. <laughs> It's a real possibility. Yeah, but Jamie Lee Curtis, goddamn. Yeah. Michael Shannon. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I I feel like I fall more and more in love with Michael Shannon with everything I see him in. Yeah. You know, it's just like I can't even remember what the first thing I ever saw him in, but it was just like seeing him and being like, "Oh, this guy's cool." Mm -hmm. And then the next time be like, "Oh my god," and then just more and more and more. And I agree with uh director Ryan Johnson. So I watched this little video where he did a uh, it's on YouTube. You can find it where he does like a breakdown of one of the scenes, basically the scene where they tell Ransom mm. that he's out of the will and okay. like, eat shit and eat shit, that, that whole sequence. Mm -hmm. um, and Ryan Johnson was like, <laughs> Michael Shannon was the single funniest person on set. <laughs> and uh, like most of this movie is from the script. Mm -hmm. The biggest like ad lib additions, all him. <laughs> like he is just he's so fucking funny and he and he said specifically Ryan Johnson he's like he needs to do more comedy yeah like he is so serious all the time like he plays <laughs> such a like like just a dude that you don't want to fuck with mm -hmm. and yet he is also so unbelievably hysterical all the time <laughs> him in that uh the night before with Joseph Gordon-Levitt mm -hmm. and all that. He's their dealer, I think, Mr. Green oh, right. or something. <laughs> Holy fuck. I'd have to watch it again to really like remind mm -hmm. myself, but he is so good in that. Yeah. It is so funny that I at that point, I was like, yeah, he should do more comedy. And then now it's like, yes, get him a comedy where he is the lead guy and just do it, man, because he's so good. Don Johnson. I mean, he's not really part of our generation of of mm -hmm. movie stars like he was in what was it uh what's that fucking show i think miami vice right i'm sure. pretty certain he's in miami vice or hawaii yes. Five O. no 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 it was <laughs> miami vice and then in the 90s he was nash bridges 
<laughs> which I only really remember as a name. Like, I, I'm yeah. pretty certain it would be like, I'd be watching a show and then a commercial would pop up that would be like, up next, Nash Bridges. And I'd be like, anyway, and change the channel. <laughs> Where's Simpsons? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd never watch it. But I do, you know, I do remember him and love him in Django Unchained. He's Big Daddy. At the, yes. at the 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 yeah. plantation when they go to get the Brittle Brothers and whatnot, mm-hmm. like he's so good in that. He's he's almost just as slimy and shitty in this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I thought he was fantastic as well. Mm-hmm. Tony Collette, oh. ugh, literally will watch anything with Tony Collette in it. Absolutely, she's so fantastic. And mm-hmm. another another little <laughs> blurb from Ryan Johnson where he was talking about like, yeah, you know, and she had just finished doing hereditary before this movie and so she was really excited to be the like sort of bubbly airhead like california girl kind of character (laughs) you know he's like it was just you know a little less heavy just just a little bit (laughs) than hereditary (laughs) and it is it's so perfect like she can completely play oh yeah both of those sides and I believe Perfectly. them completely. Oh, yeah. And she's just, she, oh, God, just she's so captivating. good. That look on her face when she asks Daniel Craig, like, has something changed? Mm-hmm. Or, or, or can we not ask any questions? And he's like, no. And she's like, no, nothing's changed. Or no, we can't ask any questions. And her face kind of like, uh. Like, yeah, just drops into that like <laughs> stupid look, like uh, yeah, like mouth agape. <laughs> yeah, it was so killer. I fucking love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lakeith Stanfield as the detective, who was fantastic. Yeah. I obviously, you know, we both saw him in uh, Get Out, mm-hmm. um, and I know he's been in some other stuff that I cannot for the life of me think of right now. I mean, I know he's been in stuff that I haven't seen. Um, like he's in Uncut <laughs> Gems that we haven't watched yet. Uh, I actually, I did watch, uh, sorry to bother you, which was fucking That's a ridiculous movie and he's great in it. Uh, but he's, and I've never watched Atlanta either. The show, the, Mm. the, um, yeah, yeah. Donald Glover show. Yeah. Haven't watched it. Heard great things about it. Uh, I feel like that's going to be one of those ones where it's like, is it over? Is it done? Now I'll watch all of it. Yeah. Binge it all in two nights. (laughs) Exactly. That's, that's sort of how I roll with that stuff. Uh, but him super great. Catherine Langford. Uh, as um, Meg, the yeah. one daughter, mm-hmm. she's really great. I haven't really seen her in anything else. Uh, yeah, she's in some movie called Love Simon, which sounds oh. like it was probably written by Nicholas Sparks. Uh, yeah, that sort of vibe. If it wasn't, <laughs> I I know about Love Simon. Okay, uh, Jaden Martell, who plays Ben, the little Nazi kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so fucking unreal to me because he is. Bill. He's Bill Denbro in It. It and It Part 2. Okay. Like the lead kid, mm-hmm. like the bravest 11-year-old in the world. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like the, the hero kid. He's just, and he's so fucking believable as just this like great kid who loved his brother and wants to like avenge what happened to him. And he cares about his friends. Yeah. And he's just like this really emotionally mature sweet kid (laughs) and then i saw him in a movie called the lodge and then there's him in this movie and he is a fucking little monster yeah and it's amazing because i was truth i like watching him in those it movies i was like i don't think i'll ever be able to see this kid as anything but like good old wholesome bill yeah and it's like oh no actually i think he might be better as the little monster, because yeah. holy fuck, yeah. it's so effective every time, <laughs> and he is such a little bastard, and apparently that one line that I'm sure you heard, 
when they're all yelling at Marta was a line he came up with. And Michael Shannon heard it while they were all yelling and brought it up to Ryan Johnson. and was like, you need to have him say it again clearer so that it can be in the movie when he yells at Marta like, like you disgusting little anchor baby. Like he came up with that. Like he, <laughs> him being so in character, he was like, what, what would he fucking yell at her? Or yeah. what would he call this immigrant girl? And he yelled that out. And Michael Shannon was like, that's perfect. Oh, get him. Just do that again. So he's fucking great. And then sort of rounding it out. I mean, there, there's also, you know, a, a couple of other folks in it, but they're kind of relegated to lesser roles. Uh, but the last real big chunk of this ensemble is Christopher Plummer mm-hmm. as the uh, patriarch of the Thromby family mm-hmm. who is found dead at the very beginning of the movie that kicks off this entire big mystery of what happened to Harlem Thromby. Mm-hmm. And it's Christopher Plummer. And I truthfully have not seen all that much with him in it. I know he's in The Sound of Music way, way back when. <laughs> who was he? He's in- Captain George Von Trapp. Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in probably 20 years, so <laughs> it's, yeah, I, I, don't, I, mean, I don't remember a thing about it. I went through a brief Sound of Music phase, much like Tina. <laughs> oh, shit, that's right. Completely forgot. He's in The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I knew he looked really familiar, like more familiar than I remember you from this movie. Yeah, from way yeah, back yeah. When. I remember you from the movie from 1965. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you look exactly the same. Yeah. Somehow. How did you do it? Yeah. But yeah, he's <laughs> he's fantastic. And I was very glad that, uh, you know, I mean, considering that it's a mystery movie, so you have to imagine there's going to be like flashbacks and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, this and that and the other thing that All they're going to go of back. Exposition. <clears throat> exactly. <laughs> So I knew that we were going to see him more. It wasn't going to be like, they got Christopher Plummer to play a corpse at the beginning, <laughs> and then that's it. So I knew I knew he was going to be in it some more, and was really glad about it, because I thought he was really great. But uh, the synopsis for uh, this movie, as they put on IMDb, is a detective investigates the death of a patriarch of an eccentric, combative family. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very bland and basic. Like, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't write it that way because that doesn't sound very interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you, you got to give it a little bit more pep than that, IMDb. Uh, mm, but I don't want to give anything away. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the great things about this movie, though, is like, you hear that and your first thought is like, okay, so beginning of the movie, he's going to be dead. At the end of the movie, we're going to find out who killed him. Mm-hmm. And instead, yeah. <laughs> like 30 or so minutes into the movie, we are told exactly how he died mm-hmm. and who was there and why it happened. Yep. And that was uh, obviously a surprise. I was like, oh. And in my head, I was like, in what way yeah. are they going to twist this later mm-hmm. to reveal something that they didn't before and whatever? Uh, so I was kind of. I was delighted that the movie continued to surprise me that way. Yeah. Where I was like, okay, so, so, so they're going to, they're going to undo this somehow Mm -hmm. via some sort of crazy nonsense. Yeah. And they really didn't. And it was amazing. I was really, really happy about that (laughs) because I started getting a little wary, like, you know, maybe an hour and 15 or hour and a half in when mm-hmm. it's like, okay, so we know what happened. Yeah. And now we're just sitting here waiting to see, like, will they be caught? Mm-hmm. And I kind of lost a little bit of interest in that little <laughs> middle section. 
which thankfully gave way once more nonsense sort of started to kick in <laughs> really once Chris Evans came in, mm-hmm. you know, and that was something, another thing that Ryan Johnson talked about, about how he was like concerned about not bringing in such a big character mm-hmm. until that point in the movie. But it turned out that it was really more like a, just a big, huge breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like right when you start feeling like, oh, okay, I kind of, all yeah. right, this is where it's going. It was like, okay, hold on. Here comes a tornado yeah. <laughs> that's going to throw everything into upheaval. Yes. And and flip it all around on everything. And I was like, oh, that's a great choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, we're going to have to go into, you know, the mystery and <laughs> the yes. things that happened to really talk about it. Uh, but this was one of those movies where my notes were like clinical at the beginning <laughs> because I was like, it's a fucking mystery. I need to know and remember <laughs> what all of this shit is. So my first like 12 notes are all just the character's name and what their relation is. You know what I mean? As they because the, I, I did mm-hmm. really I personally enjoyed the opening like 20 or so minutes where it's kind of just the detectives interrogating the family. And mm-hmm. that's how we learn who each of these people are right yeah and uh ryan johnson was concerned he was like every single piece of feedback that i got back from this script was people being like oof well at least it really starts getting going after the 30 page mark that people like on the Mm -hmm. page it kind of drag where it's just like oh and then another introduction and then another introduction and then another introduction but i feel like the performances, mm-hmm. the way everything was shot, and just the fun of these characters being these people, <laughs> you know, like these actors portraying them mm-hmm. kind of helps. Like if you if you have it just in your head and you have to create them, it's possible that they're not nearly as interesting yeah. as they are if it's Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael Shannon and all these fantastic yeah. <laughs> people. So it's like that super duper helps. But like it was literally was just like Linda goes first, eldest daughter. Ransom, her son, not there. Richard, her husband, is next. Walt next, youngest son. Joni, the daughter-in-law. Meg is Joni's daughter. Finally, Benoit Blanc is introduced. Because <laughs> he's sitting in the room plinking that piano key. And you're just like, what is this about? When will he talk? When will we get into him? Because that felt like what the movie was really about. Like this guy doing the investigating. Yeah. And it is with Marta as sort of his, like, sidekick. Cohort? <laughs> yeah, his, like, lackey, uh, for lack of a better term. But, like, it was like, come on, let's go. Let's get on to Benoit. Let's do this. It's so funny because my very first note was during the opening credits. And it was, love the house, love the dogs, let's go. <laughs> I just wrote slow motion pooches. <laughs> Gotta love the slow motion pooches. They were gorgeous German shepherds. Oh, well, yeah. at least one German shepherd. The other one may have been a Malinois. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But uh, I was a little confused at first and I was glad it didn't take too much time to get it figured out and sort of like all right and we're back into the story mm-hmm. when it cuts to marta yeah. you know like in her house with her mom and her sister and blah 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 did you catch the the show that her sister is watching could you hear the the actor's voice no because i was listening to it and i was like it has to be yep it definitely is and it is joseph gordon levitt He's in he's in like all of Ryan Johnson's movies since he was in Brick. He's he either has a bigger part like Looper or a small part. He's in he's in The Last Jedi. 
oh. as one of the alien dudes. <laughs> like you can hear, you can kind of hear if you listen. Like, oh, oh, that's him yeah. doing a goofy alien voice. Uh, so I was like, he's got to show up somewhere in some way, and that was it. <laughs> it was him on, on the show on her yeah, yeah. laptop. Uh, but I was like, okay, why is this rando? invited to the estate you know like mm-hmm. it seemed like the fun of this was going to be this ridiculous family yeah and i was like i was a little concerned honestly like who is this what does this have to do with it really mm-hmm. and then thankfully it's much more meaningful yeah. <laughs> than just some rando <laughs> she's his nurse mm-hmm. who's been taking care of him and is kind of the only person who's actually like sat down and talked with him and listened to him in a long time it seems yeah, like the only friend he has essentially yeah and everyone else in his family is sort of very self-involved and and only there for money Exactly. And she's clearly like she, you know, obviously I'm sure she gets paid, mm-hmm. but she's not there like, oh, because he's a rich guy and he can give me lots of money. Yeah. And so when it turns out <laughs> that she is the one who causes his death, like there's all this talk, uh, you know, they've ruled it a suicide. Mm-hmm. And then Benoit gets hired anonymously yeah to come investigate and it's like okay that's a fun hook so you know they do say benoit saying that he doesn't know who hired him comes before the marta reveal i made a note at that point making Uh a prediction Mm. i was wrong (laughs) (laughs) i've got a few of them in here yeah (laughs) (laughs) i had made the bold guess that harlan was the one that had hired him Mm mm-hmm Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. (laughs) It seems like the thing to do. He's a mystery writer. Mm -hmm. This is like a big, huge game to him. Yeah. That was definitely in the back of my mind for a lot of the movie. (laughs) It was like, Harlan did this. Harlan absolutely did this. So when they show him slash his throat, Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, so I guess that's not the way we're going with this. (laughs) Like, all right. That one was wrong. Yeah, that one was definitely wrong. (laughs) Um, And it turns out that she... Mixed up his medications that he had one medication that was fairly, you know, benign and whatever mm-hmm. and that she would give him a whole shitload of. Yeah, 100 I, milligrams. Yeah, 100 milligrams. I was reading, you know, uh, <laughs> some stuff about that where it was like, even that drug at 100 milligrams would kill this man eventually. <laughs> like, that's not you, you could not do it that way. <laughs> but for the sake of the movie, 100 milligrams, perfectly safe for this guy. Uh, and then she would also give him. Some morphine, mm-hmm. a small dose of morphine to to get him through. Three milligrams. Yeah. And so she swapped the bottles on accident. They fell off the table. Mm-hmm. She grabbed the wrong one. She looked at the label afterwards and realized, oh, my God, I gave you 100 milligrams of morphine. Mm-hmm. And Harlan is so cool about it. Yeah, he is. <laughs> like, all right. Just like slowly and methodically like, okay, well, then what? happens from here Mm -hmm. (laughs) what do we do in this case like like you know she she keeps talking about how she's trying to find the like antidote yeah essentially as a pram or something yeah and uh, and that it's not there and so when he realizes that it's not there and that there's no way an ambulance would get to him in time Mm -hmm. and that Marta will be like, you know, yeah. <laughs> charged most likely, if not for murder, then for like malpractice or for whatever the heck it would be. Mm-hmm. I know they also make a mention that she's not like hired 
yeah like through, through a nursing agency or anything like that that she just like is a nurse mm-hmm. and he hired her personally yeah so it's like that probably carries charges of like you're practicing medicine like this mm-hmm. you shouldn't be like so it's yeah. like she would be in so so much trouble yeah and he loves her so he's like okay this is what we're gonna do yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's so fun how like 30 minutes into this movie Harlan and the movie, you know, showing mm-hmm. it over his voiceover explains exactly how he was killed and how she escaped mm-hmm. and covered her tracks and made sure that she couldn't possibly be a suspect yeah. and all of that stuff. And it just shows it to you. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, yeah. So there has to be more. Like, at, <laughs> you know, I'm sure that there were some people probably, you know, I've talked about them before, these random people in the world who are just so fucking impatient, who <laughs> probably as soon as that happened, were just like, well, what the fucking point of watching the rest of this movie? They already showed us what happened. You know, and the kind of people who can't be like, doesn't that make you think there's probably more? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like if they blow the load on this right here, <laughs> that there has to be another load down the line <laughs> to blow. Um, so that was super fun, especially mm-hmm. like at that point, kind of thinking to myself like, okay, so then what is the, the other mystery? I mean, obviously who hired <laughs> Benoit, yeah, yeah, but it was like, okay, but why, you know, there's a whole lot of mm-hmm. extra mystery on top of just who killed Harlan. Yeah. So it was really, uh, I think a brilliant idea to, to sort of, like undercut it and get that out of the way immediately mm-hmm. so that anybody who is sitting here like, mm, you know what? I think I know what happened. I bet you that they, you know, climbed out a secret window or did this or that or blah, blah, blah. And then the movie's like, okay, yeah, that's exactly what happened. So now what? Like, oh, uh, I don't know. Like, exactly. <laughs> now we're back in a mystery. <laughs> you know, you're no longer on the trail because mm-hmm. it's over. Yeah. It's just a really cool idea. There were a few things in that whole thing where I was like, this is a little sloppy, Ryan Johnson. Seems pretty <laughs> obvious to me. Because when she, when they, when, you know, because a lot of this movie is flashbacks of people telling Benoit stuff. Yeah. And then it cuts back and it shows us what's happening. So when she left right around midnight mm-hmm. and drives away, and then a little while later, uh, Walt like yells at his dad for coming downstairs for a midnight snack. And mm-hmm. they show like through the frosted window, like, you know, like, oh, oh, you know, someone in there and he's yelling at him like it's his dad. Immediately. I was like, oh, that's not him. That's somebody else, <laughs> you know, because they also mm-hmm. had there was also a discrepancy with the uh, the number of times people went up the staircase where it was like if Harlan came down that third time, because it was like the first time someone went up the stairs, it woke up mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis. And that was. Like Harlan going up to his, you know, his study. Yeah. And then the second time was Joni running up there because mm-hmm. she heard something. Mm-hmm. And that woke Jamie Lee Curtis up. Yeah. And then the third time they say was Harlan coming down for his midnight snack. Yeah. And I was like, how could there be only three? Yeah. Marta he would have to, to go up again. Yeah. And on top of Marta having to leave, too. Yeah. It just didn't make any sense at all. And I was like, that's so obvious, though. So I was glad that it was not mm-hmm. truthfully the mystery, you know, <laughs> that it was like it, it almost felt like that was sort of bait. Yeah. You know, where it was like, oh, this is kind of obvious. And then you grab it like, oh, I figured it out. And the movie's like, fuck you. There's a whole nother mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, you know, like what sort of uh, like I can only assume that you were also sitting there kind of 
picking pieces and trying to like what this that, that was a little shaky they didn't really show that so <laughs> this I uh, was actually more just enthralled with everyone's acting and just watching the story unfold mm-hmm. that I was not picking it to pieces as much as you were. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's so strange, too, because it's like I, I have on my movie shelf, you know, a, a few movies that have mysteries at the center of them. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, Mystic River has a mystery in it. Prisoners. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another one I was just looking at. Or, I mean, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo is a mystery yeah. as well. Um, <laughs> also with Daniel Craig. Yeah, and Christopher Plummer. <laughs> but I was like... I'm not a huge mystery guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like none of those like like the the murder on the Orient Express that just recently came out. There was another remake of with Kenneth mm-hmm. Branagh. Uh, that one I know the twist ending to and hate it. <laughs> so that's one of the reasons I really don't like it. And it was one of the things that I started writing down because I know that Ryan Johnson was, you know, inspired by all those sort of old mystery novels and movies mm-hmm. and junk like that. So there was a point in here. Right after one of the notes that were, what are the odds a ton of people have blow-ups with Harland on the same night? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it was like every single child of his apparently had a screaming match with him yeah. on his birthday night. Like, wow, what a shitty family this right. is. Well, it's because they were all there, so. Right. I mean, I guess so. <laughs> like, if they all suck and they're all there at the same time, then they'll all get into fights. But it was just like... Man, that's that's convenient that there's no one you can really pin it on mm-hmm. because everybody was yelling at everybody. <laughs> but I guess that's kind of the point. Like, they all suck. Yeah. They're all yelling, so it makes them all suspects. <laughs> uh, but shortly after that, I wrote, this better not be a the entire family did it kind of ending. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, spoiler alert. That's what I fucking hate about Murder on the Orient Express. <laughs> it's like a guy gets murdered on the train. Inspector... I don't even know his fucking name. <laughs> like he he's trying to figure it out. Like who could have done this? Who killed this man? Nobody knows. Everyone's a suspect. And then at the end of the story, it's like everyone had a small part in murdering this guy and they're all covering it up. And I hate that. There's that's, something about it that sucks such to a me. Cop out. Yeah. It's just very unsatisfactory. Mm-hmm. So I was really hoping that that would not be the way that this movie goes. Yes. I'm super, super glad it wasn't. <laughs> um, but it was a very real concern yeah. <laughs> for a brief period of time. I was like, they all suck so much that it's possible yeah. that they all did this together. <laughs> um, oh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Right here. I wrote whoever came down the stairs after Marta wasn't actually Harlan. I'm calling it now. <laughs> as soon as I go. saw it happen. Um, That's because it's Marta. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and just since the next note brings it up, it's a big, important part of Marta that I wasn't in love with. I'll tell you. Oh, <laughs> I oh, I thought it was just a skosh too far slapsticky absurd that yeah. she literally vomits if she lies yeah it's just too much you know what i mean like it's just it's like it's not a real thing yeah you know what i mean like i don't care how much you know how good of a person she is or whatever that's just not a thing yeah there's it's- no possible way so it's annoying that it's that it's like used as a proof of stuff mm-hmm and it's especially lame later when it's miraculously averted 
long enough to trick someone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right at the end where mm-hmm. I was like, she's totally lying right now, but she's going to not puke so that it tricks them. And then she's going to puke. And it all happened exactly like that. And I was like, I don't know. I didn't like it. Yeah. At least not that much. I mean. I was fine with it. I was gonna say, it, it all <laughs> depends on, you know, personal taste and just like how much you felt it like lined up with the rest of it with, you know, it, yeah, it gets kind of silly at times, but. So does everyone else that's in the movie, just though. crazy. Well, no, well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, it's yeah, like yeah. the whole movie gets silly at times, but that feels like an extra step <laughs> in the direction of like, oh, that's convenient. Yeah. That this person in the investigation can't lie without puking. <laughs> eh, wasn't a huge fan of it. But either way, I wrote down earlier and I called this and this made me feel a little bit better about it. Well, I didn't call it. I called it, but I was wrong. But it made me feel better about it long enough to sort of forget about it and maybe forgive it a little bit. But I was like, "Mm, how much you want to bet she's lying about puking while lying? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. maybe she has the ability to make herself throw up. Yeah. And therefore uses that as a tool to be like, oh, if I lie, I throw up. Oh, there we go. You know what I mean? Like to try Mm -hmm. to fool them. And I was a little bummed that it didn't happen that way. (laughs) But I was so sort of into the rest of it that it didn't like register as like, oh, they fucked it up. (laughs) It was just like that kept me going (laughs) through the movie long enough to be like, "Uh, you know, whatever, who cares? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is another tough one to talk about because of the fact that like the movie it, you know, it, there is forward moving plot of this movie mm-hmm. at the same time as a shitload of flashbacks yeah. <laughs> and like redoings of flashbacks mm-hmm. from either different perspectives or with like new actual knowledge in place of old knowledge. Mm-hmm. I think one of my favorite bits of that was at the beginning when they're all talking about like, oh, yeah, we were here for dad's party and it was great and all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. And her husband are sitting next to him when he's getting his cake. Yeah. And then when Walt is talking about it, it's him mm-hmm. and his son hanging out next to him when he's getting his cake. And it's like they all remember yeah. being the favorite one sitting next to him <laughs> when he gets his cake. So it's like, so you know, like, all right, these stories, yeah. they're probably not the whole truth, man, which is really great. And I guess, I guess that's like the point of Marta's thing. Yeah. You know, where it's like. She will tell the exact truth, mm-hmm. you know, so therefore, you know, her version can be believed mm-hmm. while everyone else's can't. So, like, that's how you decipher what was going on <laughs> and this and that, whatever. But I also loved the, like, duplicitousness of <laughs> uh, of the family. The fact that multiple people tell Marta that they wanted her at the at the funeral, but mm-hmm. they were outvoted. Mm, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was like several different family members said that to her. So it was like, none of you wanted her there. Yeah. Clearly. None of you even know where she's from. Yeah. That was also hysterical. <laughs> All the different countries they assumed that she was from. Mm-hmm. Ecuador, and <laughs> Brazil. Paraguay. And, yeah, all sorts of crazy <laughs> shit. Where it was just like, she. I was looking into it and it's like, she never says it. Yeah. Her family never says it. We truthfully don't know where her family is from. Right. But all of these fucking idiots think they know because they're just racist assholes who would assume mm-hmm. like oh yeah she's from like what like paraguay or some shit who knows yeah <laughs> like, bring her into a political discussion about immigration yeah which like 
I'll give that scene props for the fact that it was like, yep, that's what this fucking discourse always sounds like. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I was not having fun watching it. And I was like, I could have done without this. Like Mm -hmm. as much as a lot of it is indeed part of like the themes of the story, like these fucking these people who who, like they talk about. Well, right. But like they talk about how, you know, hardworking they are and built from the ground up. And you Mm -hmm. find out that even Jamie Lee Curtis's character, who seemed fairly on the level, is like, oh, wait, she got a huge fucking loan from her dad to start the business that she so proudly flaunts as self-made. Yeah. Oh, they all suck. That was when I realized that. Mm -hmm. I was like, I guess there's a couple family members who are okay. Yeah. But, you know, slowly over the movie, that was kind of another thing I liked is just showing the villainous sides of all of them Mm -hmm. so that you realize it's like, yeah, ransom Chris Evans is clearly the most like outwardly (laughs) dickish who has absolutely no qualms about being seen as an asshole Mm -hmm. and all the rest of them want to be seen as nice and and cool and, and, you know, accepting and all that. Mm -hmm. But deep down they're all full of shit too. Yeah. That moment during that argument about politics and everything when Don Johnson just gives Marta his empty plate, mm-hmm. like he thinks she's the help. Yeah. Like she's the nurse. Yeah. And Harlan's friend. Like mm-hmm. she is not just here as a prop. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, man, each and every one of these fuckers is just like Awful. slowly you learn how terrible they all are. Yeah. And Meg so, is probably the best of the bunch. Yeah. But even she pissed me off. Yeah, she did. That scene, like there was that, <clears throat> that moment, because I mean, Spoilers, obviously, this whole fucking thing. Yeah. (laughs) But midway through the story, and this is something that I definitely want to talk a little bit more in depth about in terms of like getting it straight, because there were a few things about it that they didn't necessarily confuse me. But I was like, did they acknowledge this part of it or Mm -hmm. was it just sort of forgotten about or whatever? (laughs) But midway through the move, midway ish through the movie, they reveal they read the will Mm -hmm. and it's revealed that Harlan left literally everything to Marta. Yes. He cut his entire family out of the will mm-hmm. and left it to Marta. The house, all of its contents. All of his money, all of his publishing, mm-hmm. everything about his like empire that he's built. Yes. Left to Marta. And every single one of his family just loses their shit on her. Yep. <laughs> because and and in that like, oh, that's so frustrating kind of way where it's like, I would almost respect you more. If you just came out and said, like, fuck you, I want that money. Yeah. Instead of the, like, you know, you really should be giving it back because it's just not right. Yeah. You know, what what happened here? Like, just be the craven weasel you are <laughs> just out loud. Yeah. So then I can understand, you know, not understand, I understand exactly what they are. <laughs> but so that I can at least, like, so that we all can just be like, that's who you are. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That's what you're concerned about. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. So he leaves everything to Marta, which then turns everyone against her and then (laughs) also brings up the like extra little bit of, oh, shit to the story because it's like, oh, fuck, we know that Marta did kill him Mm -hmm. on accident. But I mean, he killed himself. He pulled the fucking blade across his throat and killed himself. Correct. But he killed himself because he was under the assumption that he was about to die of a morphine overdose because Marta gave him the wrong drugs. Correct. So that is not going to look good for her. (laughs) You know, like that is a huge fucking problem for her. Mm -hmm. So as soon as the family, I know it was Tony Collette who brought it up, 
And I loved her line about it, too, where it was like, what about the Slayer rule? And yes, I did just look that up. Yeah. Like <laughs> she was looking for something to try to find something mm -hmm. uh, and admits it. But like the the rule that if the person who got the inheritance is the one responsible for killing that person, even in just like a negligence way, yeah. they do not get it. Right. So it's like, oh shit. So now they're all like, oh, well, maybe it was a murder. Mm -hmm. Because the whole time they've been like, no, it's suicide. We don't. It's not a murder. It's suicide. Yeah. <clears throat> And there were definitely some confusing things about that that the movie roundaboutly covered. <laughs> but at the, at the same time, I was like, this timeline seems fucky to me. And I, I don't understand, <laughs> you know, uh, murder investigations or things like that. You know, I, I've never been a part of one, surprisingly. Um, yeah. But so I can't say for certain. But there <laughs> were bits about it where I was like, wouldn't that have already been done by now? Like, how was that not noticed? Like, essentially, the fact that he should have had 100 milligrams of morphine in him mm -hmm. and that they had gone through the process of having a funeral and burying him and yeah. that that hasn't come up yet. Yeah. That kind of boggled my mind. And then they kind of go like, oh, well, there's one little last thing. The mm -hmm. little thing about the blood test. I don't know. They'll, they'll get around to it. Like where it was like, yeah. that seems like that would be one of the first things they would do is be like, what was up with him? Was he, like, fucked up when he killed him? You know, like, yeah. what is this? And you'd think they would test that. Mm -hmm. mm, seems weird that it was left <laughs> as, like, the last thing. Yeah. We'll get to it in a couple of weeks. <laughs> like, what? Like, seriously. Uh, really, you guys should have already known about this. But either way. <laughs> so now Marta's got this big target on her back. We know that she did kill him. So now the investigation kind of pivots in this way of like oh shit okay so will she get away with it how will she get away with it one of my favorite lines from michael shannon in the whole movie uh very simple after the lawyer reads the will saying mm. that everything goes to marta mm -hmm. and his reaction is just um no Yes, yes, that is absolutely hysterical. He is so great at his like underselling everything. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, it's it's so great. There was another one. Oh, where the fuck is it? There was another line of his that was very similar. Okay, was seriously like, though, what the hell? <laughs> I think it was actually uh or was that him? That's certainly not what I was expecting. It's towards the end of the movie, I guess. Yeah, I don't remember. But I, I, I feel like that was him, too. And that was, uh, I was like, oh, he's kind of speaking for me right now. <laughs> of like, oh, that's not what I was expecting. Okay. <laughs> it was really great. Uh, but yes, I wrote that, too. Um, No, Michael <laughs> Shannon is so good. Because <laughs> he really is. Um, Obviously, there's a whole bunch of other little details in there that I'm not going <laughs> to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We're not going to go through the entire fucking process. Of. Yeah. But, you know, she gets basically rescued from the, like, rabid family members by Chris Evans' ransom, mm -hmm. who, like, shows up and, like, get in my fucking car, and they take off. And that's where uh, his greatest line, I think, in the movie was, when he's, like, peeling out and driving away from them. Because when they have that little scene where they're telling him or when they're like, did he cut you out of his will? Is that mm. what you guys were arguing about? <laughs> and he's mm -hmm. like, yep. And then uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is like, this this might be the the greatest thing that could ever happen to you, Ransom. Like to, to help yeah. you learn to be whatever, blah, 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 something like that. And, uh, and then when he 
gets Marta into his car and like peels out and drives away with the window down. He just looks at his whole family and says, I think this could be the best thing to happen to all of you. (laughs) As he drives off, I was like, fuck, how did they turn the shittiest member of this family into my favorite one in just that one little (laughs) sequence? It was so perfect. And I was on his side for a bit there. Oh, yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's sort of the brilliance of the movie is Mm -hmm. that like him doing that and seeming like, yeah, a jerk, but at (laughs) least a like reasonable person, you know, who's Mm -hmm. like, well, fuck it. You know, like, oh, nobody's getting anything. Well, I wasn't going to get anything before anyway. So how's that fucking change for me? Who gives a shit? Yeah. So it was like, oh, I kind of get his attitude Mm -hmm. and I'm definitely down with it. Uh, and then that brilliant thing where he <laughs> he feeds her all that food yeah, and then brings the extra bowl so that he can interrogate her mm-hmm. and know if she's lying or not, which is like, all right, all right. But, you know, <laughs> that at least was like a funny little sight gag of like sliding that giant bowl towards her. Like, mm-hmm. and now we're going to talk and yeah. you're going to tell me the truth. Because <laughs> I know, what was it? I know three things. Oh, right. You can't lie. Mm hmm. You know something. I, I yeah, I it was feel something like, about like like you know what happened. Mm-hmm. You can't lie, and you, you just, just ate a whole bunch of like pork and beans. <laughs> yeah, pork or something. and beans. <laughs> so it's like yeah, you're you're definitely gonna tell me the truth now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that was actually right around. I wrote Meg, you little backstabber, yes. coerced by her family. Yes, but still a backstabber. Mm-hmm. And that was another moment of that, like, wonderful feeling of, like, okay, none of these people are good. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, you could definitely be like, well, she's, you know, her whole family was staring at her to do this. Yeah, she but did it's like, have tears in her eyes while she was doing it. Yeah, but it's like, you know she what? She apologized. She eh. was the only one to apologize for anything. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but it's like. Uh, if that person is really your friend, then you will tell your family to fuck off. Mm-hmm. And like, cause in the end, you're not getting anything anyway. Yeah. You know? So it's like, what are they going to do? Are they going to be like, we're going to cut you off? Like, you don't have anything to cut me off from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what fucking leverage do you hold? None. Yeah. So it, it was shitty of her and it was clearly in her own self-interest on top of mm-hmm. also because her family wanted her to. Like, call Marta and try to get her to give the inheritance back. Yeah. And all that. And it was clearly like, oh, you little, you're just as bad. Mm-hmm. I, I also loved, I wrote, uh, I was like, oh, my God, Harlan's mother is the linchpin. <laughs> you know, and it was several scenes beforehand, before mm-hmm. the, like, real reveal of it all. But it's like, her character was so, like... It felt like a like a National Lampoon's kind of character. <laughs> How old is she? No one knows. Yeah, we don't know. That's, <laughs> like It really did feel like one of those kinds of things. Like you could imagine Chevy Chase being mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, and here's great Nana. We don't know how old she is. She's yeah. just really old. And like her ba- basically being a prop mm-hmm. throughout the rest of the movie of like, look at this goofy old person. I loved Michael <laughs> Shannon. Like, do you want to eat? Eat dinner? <laughs> <laughs> like just straight into her ear. Like they don't really care. And that was another great thing I loved. Mm-hmm. Is that like throughout this whole thing, uh, Benoit Blanc is detecting mm-hmm. and being his goofy self with some silly monologues and all that. And I liked most of that well enough. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, I mean, I'll, I'll say like it didn't grab me until, like I said before, that like 
big finale. It was like, this <laughs> is good. with the donut hole? Yeah, it was like, this is good. <laughs> he's fun. The accent's silly and fun. Like, he's clearly having a blast. Mm-hmm. And the movie kind of rides on that really hard, you know, where it's like, if, if he wasn't as entertaining this whole mystery thing it would just be like yeah i'm really just here to watch these actors yeah and i wouldn't really care about how the mystery gets solved or any of that (laughs) stuff so it's like he needed to be there and doing his stuff throughout the movie Mm -hmm. but it it didn't quite grab me until that end where it was like oh you know what this is brilliant actually this whole (laughs) fucking dude and his deal and all this shit wonderful (laughs) um but that moment like probably my favorite like dramatic moment of the movie is when uh, Benoit finally sits down to talk with her. Mm-hmm. And he basically explains, he's like, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sure nobody else has uh, expressed their condolences to you for losing your son. Like, everyone else is all concerned about, like, oh, it was my father and our father and grandfather and all that. And nobody mm-hmm. has thought about what it would be for her this whole time. Nobody's talked to her about it. Yeah. So him sitting down and talking with her and expressing his condolences and just sitting with her. And I love the, I, I don't remember the exact line, but just the, like, I'm in no rush. You know, like, he's mm-hmm. he's not going to sit here and, like, grill her. Like, what do you know? <laughs> But it was just like, let's just sit and talk and I'll treat you like a person <laughs> like nobody else does. Mm-hmm. And that winds up being like the thing, essentially, that yeah. really truthfully like unravels the whole thing. Um, and those those moments with her were so brilliant, too, mm-hmm. where like someone just looks at the window or the door where she is. and She's just staring out at them. They're yeah. like, oh, what, what was <laughs> Blanc's line? When he turns and sees, he's just like, oh, goodness gracious. Like, he sees it, and you think he's seeing something, like, worse. You know, you think that it's like, oh, what what has he discovered? And yeah. then the reverse cut is just, oh, it's just, it's just her. She's just sitting in the window staring at him. I loved that. There's so many, like, reveals and then double reveals of, like, the real reveal of that reveal that it gets really, really complicated, but it's all... So perfect. Like, I could sit here and try to explain it piece for piece, mm-hmm. and it would be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it would be like, well, okay, well, and then there was uh, and then there was this other thing, and then this thing happened. <laughs> and obviously, Daniel Craig was working with a script. So yeah. it's not like he was coming up with this off the top of his head. <laughs> but that whole, the, the big finale, mm-hmm. like the thing that needed to happen, I was really concerned. I had a note in here. I wrote, I was like, please let this be the brilliant case-solving monologue. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was the moment when Marta comes in the room to tell the family what happened. And then he jumps in and, like, yeah. interrupts it and takes her away. And then they move on to the other room. And then that's where the <laughs> actual yeah. ending monologue happens. But I, when he interrupted that moment and then they leave, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? You cannot yeah. <laughs> have a mystery movie like this and not have the great case-solving monologue. Like, mm-hmm. It's the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it made me think a little bit, thinking back to uh, the, the the Ted Bundy movie that we did, mm-hmm. where I was so fucking angry at the end of that movie for robbing, <laughs> um, what's his face? Jim Parsons. Yes. When it robbed his mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. like defender or the, the public, the attorney character, 
it robbed him of having that big monologue of like why he's a monster yeah. and why he deserves to go to jail and I was waiting for it and they like cut over it mm-hmm. and then kept going and I was like that's what you need you need the like end of the case mm-hmm. monologue and so when this movie looked like it might not go there, I was like, look, I know you love subverting expectations, and I love that kind of shit too, but do not subvert that one, please. Yeah. There needs to be this. Someone in this movie needs to have it. It is so deserved. Yeah, like it's it just has to happen, and then it does, and it is perfect. Oh, my it's God. It's literally perfect, and I, I almost don't even want to go over it. Yeah. Because I will make it less perfect. <laughs> you like you just need to watch the movie, yep, and then you need to watch the reveal. Like I'm honestly like f- a first on this show. I am not gonna go over how. Yeah. I am not gonna go into the specifics of how that monologue unfolds. Yeah, and how we learn everything, and how Blanc saw it, and you know put all the pieces together, and all that kind <laughs> of shit. It's so good. It's so perfect. It's exactly what the movie needed. Yeah. In in a movie where I was like on board and then 40 45 minutes through i was kind of wavering like mm-hmm. again yes it is a very funny movie but the whole like that that sequence where like once we know that marta like gave him the overdose and whatever mm-hmm. and then she is like covering her own tracks yeah while they're searching the grounds mm-hmm. i was like it's a little too silly and it just it makes blanc seem dumb yeah. You know, in that moment. And it's like at the end, you kind of get a little bit of a like, okay, maybe he's not he, as dumb as he looks. Yeah. He, but I there guess. was Yeah, but there were still yeah. moments where it was like when she was like just so clearly on purpose ruining the track marks in the mud. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just like pretending to be dumb about it. Like, what? What I I can't hear you. And stomping through the shoe prints yeah. and ruining them. <laughs> I was like, really and then when she finds that piece of like lattice work that the dog brings her mm-hmm. and that shot of her way in the background of like and like tossing it <laughs> it's like it's funny but it's also a little like Blanc isn't noticing any of this yeah he's a fucking master detective who I, gets hired for this and he doesn't notice this I think that's when he got distracted by the grandmother so oh. I give him a break on that one. I mean, still, though, it was just like, <laughs> is this really how she's going to get out of this is because she's somehow smarter than this detective who is like apparently a great <laughs> detective. So, again, very glad that by the end, things get a little more cleared up. Yes. There's... But it was like during that ride, I was afraid of where the movie was going. I was like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, please don't like don't make her somehow smarter than him. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's nice. And she's a good nurse and a good friend to Harlan and all that. But it's like she is not a detective. She cannot (laughs) cover her tracks in the face of a private investigator. Mm -hmm. Come on. Yeah. So very glad that that all kind of gets. Yeah. (laughs) Gets like squared away Mm -hmm. towards the end of it. Um, And I will say without thinking about it too hard. (laughs) <laughs> because it's like if I think about it, maybe I'll start like, oh, well, maybe this ooh, or maybe this or maybe this. So I'm just not even going to think about it and say probably one of the best shots, reverse shots, end of movie I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, in a way of not actually wanting to because I think that is also brilliant. Oh, yeah. Um, so I don't really want to just say it because it's like, I mean, if people have seen it, they know what we're talking about. Yes. If they haven't seen it, they have to watch it to see it. But mm-hmm. it is just, it's one of the greatest, like, no words exchanged, 
just this shot, this shot, and the movie. Perfect. So good. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Oh man, but there were there are some some fantastic things throughout the middle of the movie that uh, I definitely want to talk a little bit about. Mm. One of which was that like horrible car chase, like purposefully horrible <laughs> car chase where it's like car like cop cars that are like supercharged and powered and can go super mm-hmm. fast versus. Marta's shitty little Hyundai. <laughs> Hyundai hatchback. <laughs> yeah, where like I love that smash cut from the like cop cars accelerator, like, and then the like to her accelerator, like, like barely, go, like it's clearly going slower than them. Like, yeah. oh my god, and that wonderful line of hers with the "I am literally flooring it." Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, can't this thing go any faster? Uh, but one thing that was hysterical, I read that uh, uh, Brian Johnson like specifically had Chris Evans call her baby driver yeah. because he was like, he saw that movie like everyone fucking did because it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he saw that movie and the car chases and the action in it. And he mm-hmm. was like, we will never be better than this and we will probably never match it. Yeah. So we just have to make the worst one (laughs) you know like we have to make it the exact opposite where it's like the driver is terrible yeah and the chase is stupid and Mm -hmm. i think even lakeith stanfield says after they find her that was the dumbest car chase (laughs) yeah exactly that i thought was a brilliant little bit too or is just like okay someone did it so much better that there's just not even a reason to compete (laughs) so let's just do the worst one possible yeah and yet it's not a comedy yeah, right? Like, oh, it totally is. Uh, <laughs> um, I will absolutely watch it again. Like, that's mm-hmm. the brilliance of it, too, is like a mystery. A really great mystery is rewatchable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, even when you know what's happened. Yeah. And to me, I feel like a lot of older mysteries just due to the fact that, you know, movies from like the 60s and stuff, like they're really just not my bag. Mm-hmm. Movies really fucking changed. Yeah. You know, and I feel like a lot of folks don't really take that into account. They're just like, you know, old movies are just as good. Like they can be. Yeah. But as a whole, no. Movies have changed a lot. So like 60s and 50s and 40s, like all of those old movies was like before we've really started making movies the modern way. Yeah. So like, a lot of those old, old movies, eh, they're not really my bag. And like, if I watched a mystery that I'd never heard of, I'd watch it for the mystery mm-hmm. and be like, oh, look at that. And then never watch it again. <laughs> yeah. This one, I could rewatch it a billion times, even knowing how it all turns out mm-hmm. because everyone is so fucking pitch perfect in it. Oh, yeah. It's so fantastic. Easily, easily one of my favorite movies we've ever done for the show. Yeah. In terms of something that I'd never seen before. You know what I mean? We've done a few of like my favorite movies just mm-hmm. because we have and you know they're on my shelf so they're easy to yeah. <laughs> pull down when we're in a bind and we need a movie to watch. But like in this case it was like okay going into it thinking like it'll probably be pretty good. Mm-hmm. I like Ryan Johnson. I'm not one of those dipshits who was like you ruined Star Wars Ryan Johnson. <laughs> like wow by making the best Star Wars movie since 1980. Oh hot take. Uh, anyway you know what I mean? Like I, I, no reason to think that this would be bad. Yeah. And so going into it is like I'll probably enjoy that, and then coming out of it like I fucking love that. <laughs> that was awesome. It was so much fun. So much fun, and like I felt the uh, 
130 minutes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like at a certain point, I was like, we are not near the end, are we? Yeah. (laughs) Like even though we've been sitting here for a while, we're clearly not at the end. But it's sort of like it's 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 basically well, yeah, it's basically this big long burn to like just once he starts monologuing, (laughs) once he starts explaining to Marta about the donut hole in the donut hole, (laughs) that's when it's like it it just hits like light speed. And those last like 30 minutes are over in a flash. And you're like, oh, fuck, what? To the point that I was like, that wasn't 30 minutes of the movie. I mean, it might not necessarily be 30 full minutes, but like that chunk, according to Ryan Johnson, was like 30 pages, which Mm -hmm. is typically minute a page eh, roughly. So it might be less than 30, but that last chunk is perfection. It is so good. Yeah. I mean that in like it flew by like it was like five minutes. Yeah. It's Daniel Craig and his foghorn leghorn accent. (laughs) Oh, So goddamn good. But uh, I think that is going to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. For popcorn for dinner for this week, because all all it's gonna be if we keep talking is gonna be like, oh my god, remember when Tony Collette? Yeah. Oh my god, remember when <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis? Like, it's, there's gonna be too much of it. But honestly, full on recommend anybody out there who hasn't seen it, and if you feel like we haven't ruined enough of it, mm-hmm. watch it. If we you feel like we've ruined too much of it, watch it. Yeah. If you've seen it before, watch it. Yes. <laughs> Just watch this movie. It's so good. <laughs> Let's go watch this movie. Yeah. Right. Oh, man. But uh, I think that's going to wrap it up. This is Jeff. And Kelly. Um, no. No.